that walk, that walk, that walk. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. This is Walk and Roll Live. This is Walk and Roll Live. A podcast dedicated to the disabled community, sharing stories of courage and triumph, joy and discovery, and everyday successes and challenges. Now, here are your hosts, Doug Vincent and Eric Aguilar. Welcome back to Walk and Roll Live. Good. Well, I want to say good morning because we're doing this in the morning, but you might be listening at night. So uh, good to good to have you here. I'm Doug Vincent, and my co-host Eric Aguilar is here. Hello, Eric. How you doing, folks? I'm Eric Aguilar. Let me tell you, I'm getting goosebumps, man. We're gonna have a great episode today. That's right. That's right. You got it, man. Uh, so, so um, we had our first episode uh, together last week. Uh, how, how'd your week go? What, what kind of comments do you get? Feedback, that kind of thing. A lot of people are excited that I'm here to stay. A lot of people were very surprised about my backstory. And uh, let's just say they'll never look at me the same again, but in a good way. Good, good, good. That's the, that's what we want. And then I know that uh, once you really got to get a feel for it, uh, your personality is really going to emerge. I mean, not that you're a, 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 a violet, a shrinking violet or anything, but I'm sure it's just going to come out more and more as we go along. Uh, got some good comments. Uh, first of all, you know, really want to thank everybody for listening. We appreciate it so much. Um, we're going to be here every week. That's, that's the, uh, intent right now. Uh, and that kind of depends on guests, or maybe we'll just have to sit and talk for 30 or 40 minutes if we can't find a guest, but, uh, definitely we'll do something every Tuesday. And, uh, you can find us on Pete, uh, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, working on Google, got Podbean, Amazon, uh, Audible, and also iTunes. That, that's a little trickier to, to get those, uh, put up there. And, and, and they're probably not that tricky. It's just that my my technical fluency is challenged on those ones. So, and if you have any comments that you want to send us, a war live at walkandrolllive.com. And you can go to walkandrolllive.com to get uh, more information. We have a, a resource page. We've got an events page that has a, an event that the, this young man is involved with, Eric. And we'll talk about that a little bit later and give you access to that. We'll We'll let you tell all about it. And uh, then some comments that we got. Uh, Suzette says, just listen to your first show and you should be proud. Loved it and looking forward to listening to your second show and everyone thereafter. So that's very nice. Also, Melissa writes, uh, very impressive work as usual. You are a very interesting interviewer and Eric was an inspiring guest. Kudos to you there, Eric. And uh, Leslie, she says, love, love, love that you're doing this. Absolutely awesome. Great show. I'm following you on Spotify and we'll tune in each week. All right. Well, that gets us going. Now, this week, we've got Lisa Hayes is going to be on. She is the executive director of an organization called Rolling Start. It's an independent living center. And there are 20 of the uh, 28 of those across the state. And um, Eric, you, you've been involved with Rolling Start. Uh, any any thoughts on, on what they do for our community? Absolutely, sir. The mission of Rolling Start Incorporated in San Rodeo is that their mission is to help um, people with disabilities find employment, help them update their resume, develop um, practical living skills like cooking. They have um, self-advocacy meetings every week. For a minute there, they're having on on a Zoom due to COVID, but slowly but surely, all their activities are getting back into being in person and inside the office. Yeah, but there is some. 
Zoom options still available for those who are unable to travel or out of the area. And, and there's still people that are at risk and aren't comfortable yet, you know, coming in person. So, yeah, they've kind of turned into what they call that hybrid uh, way to get in touch with them and, and to provide services. But everybody is back in the office. So uh, we'll we'll learn more about that. And they've grown uh, so much under Lisa Hayes' uh, leadership over the last four or five years. It's hard to believe it's four or five years. Uh, you know, uh, I, we'll get into this with Lisa, but um, I was, or I am, I'm still involved with the organization. That's how I know Lisa. I met her through possibilities uh, at a possibilities uh, event, oh, probably closing in on 15 years ago. Uh, so I knew of her. We'll find out more about uh, her background as well. But at the time, I think she was with Molina. You're you're familiar with Molina as well, right, Eric? I'm very familiar with Molina. A lot of people um, prefer um, IHB, but they're called a different name now over Molina for some uh, reason or the other. I don't Personal know preferences, about, I think. Yes. Yeah. I don't know too much about it per se, but a lot of people are very old school when it comes to um, IHP and uh, Medi-Cal. Yeah. So we'll we'll sort some of that out with Lisa. She she's really good. She has such a great knowledge base. Uh, she's involved in so many organizations uh, that that help the the disabled community around the state of California. So we'll we'll get into all of her credentials and all that. So uh, let's take a quick. Oh, you know what? Let's uh, let's unveil this too. What's wrong with me? Um, we did get a sponsor. We picked up a sponsor. They like the show, and so they're underwriting some of the technical costs of the show. So definitely got to give them a, a mention. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to call our studio, the Agyar professional training studio. All right. That's the business oh. Agyar professional training. What they do is they help businesses be better. They, they coach uh, the, the leaders and communicate uh, with the, with the staff and, and facilitate better communication between leadership and staff and, and get the most out of their staff by finding, you know, what their true energies are and all that. So we'll, we'll learn more about that as we go on. Uh, maybe, maybe even have the, the owner of the company on for a, a quick interview with us so that we can get a better idea of that. So uh, we'll take a quick break here and we'll be back with Lisa Hayes right after this on Walk and Roll Live. Don't go anywhere, folks. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Walk and Roll Live. I am Doug Vincent, and my sidekick uh, is Eric Aguilar. How are you doing, Eric? I'm pretty good, Doug. Welcome, folks. We've got uh, a special guest. I guess our first guest outside of interviewing Eric uh, on our last episode. Uh, and we've got Lisa Hayes, Executive Director of Rolling Start, an independent living center serving San Bernardino, Mono, and Inyo counties. And uh, just to be fully transparent, we'll let everybody know that that I am on the board at Rolling Start. Uh, I've been uh, on the board and uh, probably 10-ish years, something like that. And for a, a president of the board and for a small uh, time, well, bigger than I thought it was going to be, but for about 18 months, I was interim executive director. And 
still to this day, one of the, I, I would say it's one of the biggest achievements of my uh, career in my life. Uh, top five is, is hiring Lisa Hayes to take over that position and take, um, and, and she kind of scoffs at that, but really believe me from the bottom of my heart, uh, found the great person to take rolling start and it's really grown under her leadership. Now that's close to five years now, right, Lisa? It has uh, five years in September. Is that when it is? Yeah. So welcome to walk and roll live. Thank you for coming on. And uh, as we were saying kind of before we went live is that um, walk and roll live is just starting. It's it actually started about 12 years ago and I put out a few podcasts and I think I interviewed you at one of the sports festivals at Cal State San Bernardino briefly. I don't even know if that ever made it onto the air, but um, it, it just life got busy. And I've, I've told that here, but, you know, life got busy and I wasn't able to really keep up with it the way I wanted to. You know, if I couldn't do it consistently, I didn't want, but it was always on the back burner. And, and uh, you know, now that I'm retired, I have the time and, and it's just one of those uh, passions of mine. So I want Walk and Roll Live to be a, a space for the disabled community and, and all of its different facets. Even when I started it years ago, there were so many things I had never thought of. You know, I, I think of it as, is having my friends and, and, and associates and people that I work with and have them on to interview, tell their stories like we're going to do with you. But then as I, as I aired a few of the initial podcasts, I had people reaching out to me and saying, how about having an interview with the parent of somebody who maybe had a spinal cord injury and came to disability later in life. And, and from that perspective, and just different things like, like that, people that were teachers and wanted to use it, you know, in their classrooms to help, you know, uh, people kind of be more inclusive with people that, with disabilities. So all those things kind of started. And so that's what I want it to be. And so with Lisa, it's twofold, you know, of course, when I have her on as the executive director of Rolling Start, but she's also a person with a disability. So uh, maybe you could just tell us a little bit of your story. Yeah. Well, thanks, Doug. What an incredible service to the disability community that you're doing. And I think this is such a really neat idea. And I'm just grateful and thankful that you're allowing me to share uh, the services that Rolling Start is offering. Um, and I, yeah, a little bit about myself. So um, I am a person that was born with my disability. I am a wheelchair user. I have a disability. It's called caudal regression syndrome, or also known as sacral agenesis. And it's a bunch of words that really means I was born without a sacrum. Uh, and the sacrum is the lower half of your back. Uh, you have your spinal cord, your sacrum, your coccyx, which is your tailbone. And it's no one really knows why something like that happens. A genetic a gene that just got uh, went funky and I was born without it. And as a result, what happens is the um, my legs, all of my lower limbs, everything um, below that, uh, it just grew small. Um, and uh, it's, you know, more of a disability that requires corrective surgeries through the lifespan, um, how mine was dealt with. I, they put, uh, a, they modified a rod, uh, which I don't even think they use rods anymore, but they used it as pretty much a replacement part. And what that would allow me to do is sit. 
because if you can imagine born without that lower half of your back, your your spine, you don't have the capability to sit up straight. So, and when I was a kid, very young, I had to wear a body jacket and braces and crutches. And I did walk, interestingly enough, for mm-hmm. the first seven years of my life. And once they did the surgery, I was in traction for almost two years and wasn't able to walk after that because then what would happen was going to happen anyways is I was going to grow disproportionately. So my legs are smaller and my, my upper torso is pretty much average size of what I would have been. Doctors tell me I would have been about five feet, 11 inches. So I would have been a big girl. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm about three eleven, and I do sit in a chair. So I'm, you know, I haven't known anything really differently it's always um, interesting to hear people's stories because I know, you know, being born with a disability and it becomes so natural and a part of your life that, you know, uh, you know, I get people asking me questions like, don't you wish you could walk or don't you wish question mark dot dot dot. And I'm yeah. like, Not really, because I really don't know anything different. And uh, the wheelchair is a part of my space, a part of my um, body. It, you know, it is my mobility device. I don't look at it as anything really different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, it, that it is what it is. And, you know, I think people sometimes with that have injuries later in life have a much more difficult struggle um, with it and anything that we can do to help um, people get through that. You know, that's part of what Rolling Start does um, part of, one of my passions is to help people just realize that life does roll on (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you know, we can um, do anything from a seated wheelchair position that we could probably do, you know, differently with whether we're walking and we just have to figure out uh, it's just all a matter of problem solving and figuring out ways to do it. Well, thank you for sharing that with us because that's precisely why I want to have these conversations because I, a couple of things, um, first of all, the similarities, you know, I, I came to my disability a year old, so I have no memory of not being, and I tell people all the time, like you, I tell people all the time that people that come to it later, it's much more difficult. The, the physical part is fairly easy. I think even for somebody who comes to it later, you know, there's people to help you. There's assistive devices that there never have been before. It's the mental part is the hard work, you know, so you and I, yeah, I, I don't want to say we didn't have to go through the mental part, but it wasn't as devastating. We just have dealt with it our entire life, you know, so, um, but so that's kind of what I want to have this conversation. And it's that mental part is such a huge part of it because you and I went on with our lives and, and we've had successful lives. We've had full rich lives. And I think many people who, you know, might see us say on the street, they probably have no idea, you know, of all the things that have been accomplished. You know, they would think that we're institutionalized or, you know, what goes through their head. I I don't know. I can't, I can't say, but that's one of the reasons that I want to do this and let people know that, that we do have, you know, rich, full lives, you know, and, and all the heartaches and <laughs> trials and tribulations and setbacks and all of that, that go along with uh, everybody's lives. 
And it's, you know, not that you get knocked down. It's, it's how you get up again. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And so I also want to hear a little bit about your background before you came to um, Rolling Start, because that's where you were such a perfect fit for Rolling Start with your work in uh, skill and nickel. And I, I, you know, I'm not sure exactly uh, if I'm getting those right and you were involved with them, but I know some of those and there's a lot in Molina and all of that. So. Yeah. So, you know, it's really interesting because um, Rolling Start is a center for independent living and centers for independent living have been around since the beginning of the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they actually are a product of the civil rights movement. Um, and they came because an individual, a man by the name of Ed Roberts, wanting to go to a university. That's how this started. And uh, he had struggles. He was uh, someone who had polio also. And it was pretty significant where he had a uh, uh, had to use a um, ventilator and a power chair. So the independent living centers started um, or came as a result of the civil rights movement. There were a lot of things going on in the 60s, including people with disabilities trying to get access to uh, be able to do things that everyone else did. Um, a gentleman by the name of Ed Roberts uh, really started the Centers for Independent Living. He wanted to go to University of Berkeley and was told he couldn't. And it really began with that fight that now, ended up. Lisa, if I may, to, to put a fine point on that, he was denied simply because he was disabled, had nothing to do with his intellectual capabilities or anything. It was just, you can't come here because you're disabled. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You, that is exactly what happened. And uh, they were concerned that because he used a respirator, because he used a power chair, he actually had to sleep in an iron lung. Mm -hmm. But he felt he absolutely could go. He could get the services and, and the support that he needed, uh, but he just wasn't given the opportunity. That yeah. did change. He ended up graduating from Berkeley, and but it became a movement uh, the it started off with a, a small group called the Rolling Quads, and um, it moved from there to you know people hearing about um, that this group and coming to California and wanting to learn more. Um, Judy Human came from New York. They ended up starting the first Center for Independent Living, which was in Berkeley, and that Center for Independent Living grew to a national and worldwide movement. So currently there are 28 centers for independent living in the state of California, and there's over 400 in the United States. And that's oh. just uh, with satellite offices. Actually, there's probably over 700 in the mm -hmm. United States. Rolling but, Start has two offices. And right? we have two offices. Absolutely. Yeah. We have an office in San Bernardino, the city of San Bernardino, as well in the high desert up in Victorville. And working on one in Mono or Inyo? We, uh, our next goal was to get one up in Inyo County, up yeah. in, near yeah. the Bishop area. So, you know, it, it's, I always tell people we're the best kept secret mm -hmm. um, because uh, the services that we provide 
to people with disabilities is invaluable. And our, our primary goal, just like it was back in the 60s, is to allow people equal access to their community, to get people to stay independent in their community. Our mission statement is uh, people have the right to achieve uh, rolling start. I'm, you know, I'm going to blow this because I'm. <laughs> That's all right. You're good. You're I'm good. Being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. How long have I been the director of Rolling Start? Five years. But our mission is to uh, empower and educate people with disabilities to achieve the independent life of their choice. And that's really important because, yeah. you know, when you we talk about person centered planning and people have the right to decide how they want to live. I always tell people that in that statement, choice is the most important word. Because, you know, it, being in a chair, I'm sure you experience this too, but people will ask the person next to you, you know, if you're out to dinner and you're ordering, they'll say, well, and what does he want or what does she want? And, and, and it happens regularly. And so people take those choices away from us without asking our permission, obviously. But it, I mean, it seems so ludicrous, but still in this day and age, it, it happens routinely. It is so true. I wish I had a nickel for every time that <laughs> happened to me. Yeah. Or uh, being placed behind, in the back of the restaurant, seated sure. in the back of the restaurant yeah. by the kitchen. Or um, it, 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 it's really unfortunate because people, I don't know if we make people nervous. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, they just, it's something new and they just don't know how to necessarily deal with it. And it's not everybody, you know, it, it, that's the other part of that experience is there are people that don't treat you any differently. You know, they, it's like, they don't, don't even notice. And then that, so there's this whole kind of spectrum of how people will act, you know, and, and, and some people, yeah, I don't, I don't think it comes from a horrible place. I just, I just think it's, they're un, uncomfortable and don't know what to say. They say the wrong thing. So, all right. You know, I, I survive. <laughs> Yeah, and we do. And and that's something that probably somebody that's recently become disabled is yeah, going to yeah. have to learn and, and realize that that's just exactly human nature. And, uh, you know, all the more reason for us to be out there, yeah. present in the community. And, and that's really what Rolling Start can help with, whether it's the assistive devices that you need yeah, let's let's go down all the things that we do. The I guess there's like some core services, and then there's some things that you've added to our repertoire of services since you've been there. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You want me to start with core services? So yeah, let's go core services first. So every independent living center has five core services that we are responsible that we have to, according to our grant funding, provide, and that's information and referral peer supports, independent living skills training, uh, assistive technology, and transition services. So transition services really is helping, uh, it's, it's really twofold, transition yeah. and diversion. It's helping people transition from, let's say, a nursing facility or rehab facility to the community. Uh, it could be helping a young adult transition from uh, you know, their home to 
post-secondary education, to work. Um, and it could actually even be transitioning, help, helping someone transition from being unhoused or homelessness to the community. The goal and, and the focus is getting people independent in their own homes in the community. And, um, and diversion services, which is really helping prevent a more restricted environment transition. So in other words, you're in your home, let's, let's just use the example of you're an older adult aging into a disability. I always yeah. tell people, it's just a matter of time before mm -hmm. people join our club because you know we all can't do at 70 what we could do at 20. Well, maybe some can, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you're gonna age into some, uh, have some needs as you get older. And let's just say, you know, that older individual, uh, you know, fell and broke their hip or maybe, you know, had an, another injury that they're um, and they're feeling that they can't be independent in their own home any longer. And that's completely not true. So there are so many resources out there that yeah. you can get and we can provide assistive technology. If you need actual a caregiver, we can you know, help you get caregiver support, but there are a ton of resources available to help you keep you independent. And that's, that's the diversion services. We're diverting you from actually uh, going into a nursing facility because I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody who says, Oh, I just can't wait, <laughs> can't wait. to yeah. go into a nursing facility when I get older. Yeah, I don't think any of us, any of us no. have that. Desire. And I think that's one of Rolling Start's strong suits right there is, is knowing all of the resources that are available. You know, that's, that's what we really shine at. And I, you know, I, I, think I didn't mention peer support. So um, assistive technology actually kind of goes on with uh, diversion and yeah. transition. But another really key thing is peer support. And I want to mention that because the really cool thing about a Center for Independent Living is that we are mandated by our bylaws and uh, by our board of directors, our, our leadership has to be 51% people with disabilities. So the one thing you can absolutely ensure is that when you talk to somebody at Rolling Start, um, that there are people, the majority of the people that work there, the majority of our board of directors are themselves people with disabilities, because we do believe in the saying nothing about us without us, uh, don't make decisions or, or create legislation or you know, anything about us without including us. And we really feel strongly about that. And which is why, you know, we insist that more than 51% of our staff, the people that you are going to talk to really understand whether, you know, regardless of what your disability is, because we're a cross disability organization, you can have a physical disability, you can have an intellectual developmental disability, a cognitive disability, um, maybe you know, some form of dementia, um, you can be uh, blind or have low vision, you can be deaf or hard of hearing, regardless, or you can have a mental health disability. So regardless yeah, yeah. of your disability, um, we, we will serve you and you can ensure that there's more likely than not somebody at Rolling Start that really understands your perspective more than you know. So, yeah. Well, that answered one of my questions. I was going to say, uh, you know, who can use the services? Is anybody with a disability? 
Absolutely. And, and, if, and if for whatever reason you don't want to divulge that, that's fine too, right? We don't need to know your specific disability, but yeah. in order to receive services yeah. free of charge, you have to identify as a person with a disability. So when you call our offices, one of the first questions that you're going to get asked is, do you have a disability? And if you tell us no, that we can't provide services to you. So we don't ask for a doctor's note or a doctor's anything. You don't have to tell us specifically what type of disability unless you want to disclose that, but you do need to self-identify as someone with a disability and um, in order to receive services that are free of charge. And it's going to help us give you the best services available for you. If we know, you know what we're looking for, right? Yeah. And and I think you mentioned it in there. All of this is no charge, right? Absolutely. Everything's free. Yeah. And then um, what are some of the the new things that we've added? I know we have CalFresh and we do disaster preparedness and, ADRC, maybe we can talk about those things. Absolutely. So the really cool thing is that we have the flexibility to adapt our center or add programs based on the needs of our own community. So we all have to have those five core services. But, you know, come on, let's face it. We are in San Bernardino County and probably one of the biggest things that you can say we need and even uh, reflective of something that just recently happened is emergency preparedness. So we have fires. We just had uh, some severe weather uh, storms and where, I don't know, they called it some atmospheric something or other, (laughs) but (laughs) but our mountains were covered in snow. I mean, Mm -hmm. up there to Crestline, um, to, to provide some support. And there were walls of snow. I've never seen anything like that in my life, but we have earthquakes, we have fires, we're very prone to fires. So it's really critical that we had um, some type of an emergency preparedness program. Um, and we have a, uh, Sarah is our uh, emergency preparedness um, manager. She does uh, all of our education Um, We're really focused on providing backup batteries to individuals that are at risk, that are in fire zones and at risk of power outages. If you have a power chair or you have an oxygen concentrator, even if you use a CPAP machine at night, you need to be able to sleep because you need that CPAP machine. You would be eligible if you're in a high fire zone eligible for a backup battery because we don't want if your batteries, if your power goes out for you to be affected by that. Our goal is to help you thrive in an emergency. So we do these classes, emergency preparedness classes. We provide you with um, a three-day starter bag. Um, And then, you know, we kind of educate you and help you kind of fill out what what else do you need to add in that bag? Stuff for your pets. Uh, Maybe you have a service animal. Um, You know, you have medications um, that you might need and, you know, uh, it, our goal is to help prevent, you know, you from, you know, having, uh, you know, being a victim of something as a result of the disaster. Is the so, disaster preparedness um, community at large, is it prepared for those people with disabilities? If you had to be evacuated and you had to go to a center, is there accommodations for somebody disabled, especially is, mobility? Uh, 
Fantastic question. So we worked in um, up in the mountains uh, with search and rescue. If there were individuals that were stuck uh, and we knew about them, it was really interesting because we couldn't call anybody as much as we had about 40 consumers up in that area. Um, but what we found out, what we could do is we could text. Texting seemed to go oh. through, calling wouldn't. Um, and if there were individuals that needed um, we were very worked very close with search and rescue. They would go either deliver food. Um, we did have a, one situation where someone needed to get out of their home and they were um, brought to the shelter up at um, it was in uh, the rim of the world high school. Uh, so yeah, every disaster though is going to be different. We do work closely with the red cross. Um, the County of San Bernardino has uh, office of emergency services. We work close with them. Um, and so our goal is, you know, to get you what you need. Um, and we have a really great relationship with uh, the Office of Emergency Services in Sacramento. So even if we were struggling with services out here, we have connections up in Sacramento that actually know who the go-to people are in any city um, in any of our areas and has helped us in the past as well. So, um so there's, some, it, there's some key leadership roles in the Office of Emergency Services statewide yeah. that are people with disabilities. That are people with disabilities. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any anything you want to add here, Eric? Eric has got the, I, know. I don't know I don't know how many certifications in disaster preparedness. He's teaching a class over at Loma Linda right now. Good for you, Eric. That's awesome. Thank, thank you, Lisa. Never mind the certificates for for one solitary second. Um, I'm glad to hear there's a backup power source for the. Uh, I hope I'm saying this right, the uh, CTAP machine, because my father-in-law-to-be has uh, not only Parkinson's, but he also has the exact same machine to help him sleep at night. That is, um, you know, those, I remember when we were first talking about CPAP machines with um, with our power company, um, the, the first reaction was, well, we didn't consider those as urgent people who used CPAP. Mm -hmm. And BiPAPs. And I just said, really? So it's okay that people stop breathing in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, Never thought of it that way. <laughs> I don't think they did. <laughs> no. Right. And, and so that that's a partner with, with Edison or who, who yes. helps us with those? It is a partnership with Edison. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So now I guess uh uh, as we start to wrap this up, how, how is all of this funded if if we're not charging people? Yeah, great question. So yeah. our primary funding is federal and state um, funded, but it's very small. Yeah. I imagine I, you know, you know that uh, yeah. being in that role. I don't think the independent living centers have gotten an increase. I honestly can't tell you when <laughs> the last time they got an increase in services. Um so, you know, it does uh, encourage a lot of directors to really look for additional funding. And one of the things you mentioned was the ADRC, Aging and Disability Resource Connection, which is funding um, that we would get from the California Department on Aging. And it and actually that funding comes from the Administration for Community Living. I know these are all big names, but bottom line is it what it does, it, it's funding to encourage the Area Agency on Aging and the independent living center to work together. Um, and the reason they they wanted us to do that is simply because 
that we pro we need very similar services, people in aging as well as people with disabilities. And so um, by working together, we can maximize our resources and provide um, more, you know, provide additional uh services to people in our community. So uh, it is mandatory that it's a partnership. So we are in San Bernardino and ADRC, which is incredibly awesome. Um, we also would apply, you know, for any other kind of funding, like we applied for vaccine funding, we applied for um, public health work workforce funding that enabled us to hire a community health worker. Um, we applied for, uh, you know, a uh, the emergency preparedness, as I mentioned, which is actually a program called Disability Disaster Access and Resources, or DDAR. Um, so, I mean, it's like uh, traumatic brain injury. This is another really big area that we got funding for. Individuals with traumatic brain injury need specific services. And um, so we can provide and serve people with TBIs. Um, so we got a lot of really cool things planned in the next year for uh, individuals with TBI. So there's, you know, how we get funding is really uh, depends on, you know, what what is available. I, you know, uh, directors, uh, we're known to be kind of, uh, we're out there uh, always hustling for grants. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, it's not that I apply for any grant. The grant has to be in alignment with our mission and with what we see as the community needs in San Bernardino. So um, I just, you know, hopefully want to encourage anybody who needs services, um, come talk to us. Um, we'd love to help. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're just even not sure if you want to volunteer, oh my gosh, we always use volunteers, um, could definitely help. And if you want to see what job opportunities are open, because that you know, you know always look on our website. Our website is www.rollingstart. Dot com. Check it out. We have a careers page. So if you want to see what jobs are available, if you're interested, please check out there. Um, and, and just go to our website and check out all the really cool services that we provide. Yeah. We've got uh, a great job of wrapping up. You just add, uh, answered a lot of things I was going to ask about. So great there. <laughs> a couple of things is individuals could also make donations too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So you go on the Rolling Start page, there's a place to donate, yeah? There absolutely is a place to donate. Anybody, uh, we love private donors um, and we would be extremely grateful and your funds would get used in the most incredible ways to help the disability community. Can I say one more thing, Doug? Absolutely. So I wanted to, you know, uh, let you know, we are going to have a, our very first gala this year. I was going to ask you about this. Oh, yes, go. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be called A Taste of Independence. And this is really, um, I'm super excited about it. Uh, it's going to be uh, at the Orton Center in the uh, University of Redlands. And it's August 17th from 6 to 9 p.m. Um, uh, the official invitations will be out within the next couple of weeks. There is a cost to uh, go tickets for the event will be $100 a ticket, but it is a fundraiser. 
Um, and there will be a lot of really cool things. You'll get to see the great work Rolling Start is doing. It'll be an awards ceremony. We want to definitely honor the community-based organizations that have partnered with us over the years, um, as well as uh, individuals, volunteers that have um, supported us and and our consumers. Um, there will be a, a silent auction. So it's guaranteed to be a lot of fun. And yours truly, Doug, is going to be our MC for the event. So aye, aye, aye. Uh, we are so excited about it um, and, and want to invite and encourage. We'll have more information on our website soon. Please definitely, uh, if you're interested, check it out. We'd love to have you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that covers it all. Eric, do you have anything that we forgot to ask about? I was going to say uh, thank you for all the wonderful work you do at Rolling Star, Lisa, and you too, Doug, the both of you. I'm very honored to know people like you. And I was thinking maybe next year you could have both guys from Rock and Roll Live be the MCs at the uh, next gala. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that I would be fun. Well, we are a team, you know. You are. <laughs> very and- nice. Very awesome. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I, you know, like I say, having sat in that role for a short time, this is uh, one of the busiest people on the planet right here. Lisa Hayes from Rolling Start. So thank you very much. Uh, And this will uh, drop later on this afternoon, but uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you. Pleasure being with you. Thanks, guys. And keep up the great work. Habitat for Humanity builds houses and so much more. A Habitat build site is where hanging a door opens a world of opportunity, where turning a screw turns the page, and where a simple key can unlock a brighter future. You see, Habitat for Humanity builds houses and so much more. What will you build? Visit Habitat.org to learn more. Seeking walk that wow wow walk that wow wow walk that wow that wow that wow wow walk that wow wow Welcome back to Walk and Roll Live. I am Doug. That is Eric. We're coming to you from the Ugyar Professional Training Studio. And uh let's see, we're just gonna wrap up here with a few things. First of all, I know Eric, you've got uh, some events coming up. Wanna talk about some events. So you've, you're doing a disaster preparedness class? Is that what you would call it? Seminar? You're doing it virtually? I'm continuing my uh, second season of the uh, emergency preparedness lectures for the Loma Linda Possibilities. My next uh, lecture is what is your shelter and evacuation plan? That particular uh, session will take place on June 15th from 5 to 6 p.m. on the Zoom. If people would like to sign up, uh, go ahead on the team uh, possibilities.org website dash um, 911 emergency preparedness and it's very imperative that you guys uh, set up one week before each session just to make sure your registration goes through. I know the director says that it's um, open to um, caregivers, a member of uh, Loma Linda Possibilities, but I want to change that and have it open to anybody who may have a disability, no matter what they're a member of or what organization they're with. Awesome. And then uh, what are the, there's two more after that, right? And then the next two will be um, communication during an emergency, August 17th from 5 to 6. I would love to have you, my friend, on for that particular lecture because you have a vast background in uh, in communications and radios and what have you. 
And then the last one is, um, oh, shoot, I lost the date. Give me one. November 16th, I think you said. Yeah, November 16th. And that'll be the last of the of uh, season two. The lecture individual will be on recovery. The same time, which will be uh, from five to six on the Zoom. Good class. Good and, class. So now for people that may have been to your classes, what, this year or last year? These uh, are different. Year. These are different topics, right? These will be the exact same topics. What I wanted to pitch to the director of before is that I want different series. Like I wanted to do one on earthquake preparedness because of the earthquake that happened in Turkey and Syria. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do another one on winter preparedness because uh, last um, winter, even before that, we had a bunch of snow coming, up, coming from all over within California. And when I was a kid, the very last time it snowed in California was back in the 10th grade. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, maybe that is still to come then, right? Oh, that is still to come, sir, because okay. every season I want it to be different topics. I maybe mean, we'll- my topics are great for the time being, but I just don't want to do the same old song and dance every time. Well, I just had an idea. Maybe we could Great do those. Me. Maybe we could do those topics with Walk and Roll Live. That'll be a really good idea. I mean, I can, um, you know, probably do a mini a lecture, if you will, within thirty minutes or so. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, we'll think about that. Um, and then I also put that link that you were talking about on walkandrolllive.com. Just go to the events page and you'll see that link and it clicks right through to where you sign up. And speaking of events, if you have any events, and I'll put the uh, I'll put the event that Lisa was talking about up there too so you can see more about that. Or at least at this point, it'll probably just their website, rollingstart.com. Sounds like they don't have anything up on it yet, but I will stay on top of that and I'll put that up there. And if you have any events that you want to share with the community, just uh, send us an email at warlive.com at walkandrolllive.com, or if you go to walkandrolllive.com, there's a um, comments uh, portion on one of the pages where you can leave comments or get in touch with us. You can even put your ideas on that as well. So I think that's it for today. Oh, um, I think last uh, episode, we were talking about Cody Williams, the director of Loma Linda University Health Possibilities being on today, but uh, there was a conflict with her schedule, so we didn't have her on but we're working on getting her on for next week. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have her on next week. Just got to get schedules worked out. And then you can find us anywhere on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Podbean, Amazon, Audible, and uh, more to come. All right. So any, any other thoughts that you want to leave everybody with? I just wanted to say, you know, always remember, no matter who you are, where you come from, or what disability you may have, Never give up. Always chase after your dreams. And when people say you can't, always say, yes, I can. And always say yes when life says no. I'm Eric Aguilar, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. I ain't got anything else to add to that. All right, see you next week. Walk and Roll Live is heard around the world at walkandrolllive.com, Podbean, and Spotify. Like us at facebook.com slash walkandrolllive. You can email us at warlive at walkandrolllive.com with comments, observations, or whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind. Have a topic you'd like to hear or a guest you think would be great for the show? Let us know. Look for new episodes every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening. Thank you.